Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Fearless Female Podcasts. Excited to be back and excited for this episode because I have a guest today, which is my awesome friend, Charlotte Benson, who I actually met in my first gym job. Um, so that's how we met. So obviously she is also a coach. We're going to be running through a bit about who she is, who she coaches, how she got into fitness and a bit about her story. And of course, we'll just be talking about sort of tips and things for you guys that are listening in as well. So, Charlotte, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'd be happier if the sun was out, but I'm good. Me Bring too. Bring on the summer. Horrendous. Um, so I thought we'd start off with just a little bit like, well, obviously, we've I've already introduced you a little bit there, but about what you do, how you got into fitness, what is the kind of background for you? Yeah, of course. Um, so I would say... Probably it first started uh, when I went to university. So I went to university in America um, on a football scholarship. So I went over there as an athlete, uh, four years, um, training quite hard, trying to get a degree at the same time um, in Mississippi. So a different climate and kind of different world, really. Uh, I think I was 19, 18, 19 at the time. Um, quite scary going over there different country to live um but yeah I think that's where it all started so I went over there as as an athlete and I had to kind of adapt to uh athlete life basically while studying um and I think I went through a lot of sort of different challenges in that period um that made me sort of think about how I'm training as an athlete um how I can be uh, more prepared and better for my sport. Um, ever since I, sort of that experience, I've always wanted to go into coaching. Um, and I think that's sort of when it started, once I once I finished that experience, um, I decided to sort of start coaching. That was in Pure Gym, where I met you. Um, and I wanted to start my own business really from... I would say at that stage, I felt like I didn't know anything Yeah. Um, as a coach. And I probably couldn't have predicted the future from there, from that gym. It was kind of like, let's see how we get on. Um, I was still playing football myself when I come back, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then I started my business. I think that was in 2014 when mm. I got back. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So yeah, that was the, the start of it. Okay, um, that's awesome. By the way, um, I don't actually know much about your time in America, so I'd love to hear more. So first of all, like I said, that's awesome. I'm guessing from a young age you were into football. Yes. And yeah, then, that was that was my passion, I guess. And we won't mention that you're a gooner, but yeah, okay, you are. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we're friends. It's okay. Um. <laughs> uh I was gonna say what was what how would you um say the opportunities were or what were the opportunities for you as a female playing football over here and was that reduced is that why you ended up going over there like what was the decision behind all of that um I think the I think at the time here the opportunity uh for women's football at the age I was then wasn't as big over here and now it's obviously 
um, massive and there's opportunities everywhere and it's great. I think for me, it was the education side of things was really important as well. Um, but I also wanted to continue playing um, at a serious level whilst I was doing that. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I think when I come out of college, I had a year out to sort of work and I got presented with the opportunity to go to America. Um, and I kind of, I thought they just would, would have been an exciting experience to do rather than going to uni here, um, where it's a slightly different. I think at uni sort of football is playing on a Wednesday and, and studying through the week. Whereas in America, I was sort of training two to three times a day. Um, and and having to study as well and it was in the sun which was quite yeah. nice <laughs> I was gonna say that does help right yeah um, but yeah I think over there as well obviously they're really big aren't they on like sports and like really bringing people through that kind of process yeah um so yeah it'd be silly not to go for it definitely um and then obviously when you came back were you obviously I know you were playing but you played for Portsmouth and other teams maybe. yeah um so I had some since at Portsmouth and London Bees um and I played for a little bit there and then kind of got a bit more into my business really and okay. putting more time into that um I'm currently playing as well just more for fun um at Dorking it's just kind of like that football fitness that you want to get in the week and and actually still enjoy the game I have had times where I've kind of dipped in and out of football and then I've missed it um but yeah 33 now so it's uh I just want to keep it keep it in my life but it's not my main sort yeah. of focus it's more about coaching um and training footballers at the moment yeah. amazing so that 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 segues nicely into who you coach um and obviously you mentioned actually going through when you're in America you kind of had that like I want to be a coach what was it that inspired you like that much to think actually I want to do the coaching uh, I don't I to be honest I, I sort of was intrigued to the other side of things of of how how can you actually become a really good athlete and physically like dominate the game as well as obviously tactically and and being able to read the game and play um technically as well um so I didn't actually when I come out of university, when I uh, started coaching, I didn't go straight into football coaching, but I kind of knew that's always where I wanted to end up. Um, so, but I'm actually quite grateful for that now because yes. it kind of gave me some experiences in different sports and very lucky to sort of have opportunities in elite sports um, to sort of learn different ways of those environments basically to take it into where I am now and my own business so a few of those um I could, did a couple of internships my first one was at Surrey Uni and that was working with Surrey Storm so that was netball not really a sport that I'd um been involved in even at school or or anything like that but I've grew a new appreciation for those those kind of athletes um, and then within that university environment, I got an opportunity to sort of learn from other practitioners and work with individuals from different sports as well in there. So university sports. Um, and then I think I would say from that opportunity, a lot of a lot of these different sort of going to different environments was kind of me. Being in those environments and getting the opportunity for the next one, if you yeah. get what I mean. Yeah. Um, so on the same 
campus was the Harlequins women rugby. And that's when I went into my sort of first proper SNC job, um, working with those athletes. And that was, that was a great experience, um, being in rugby and it was more of a team sport, more of my kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, I could go on forever about sort of like what I, what I learned from that situation. Um, but I still, I think in that job, I still really wanted to expand my knowledge and get better and be able to like be sort of the best coach I can be as cliche yeah. as that sounds in different environments. So I, alongside that job, I took on, which now I look at it is not really like realistic being able to take on the workload yeah. doing a placement. I got a placement at the England Institute of Sport wow. um, at the same time whilst I was working at Harlequins. Um, and that was three days a week. Yeah. Uh, but not only did I get put with one Olympic team, it yeah. was two Olympic teams wow. um, going into the Olympic year. So it's quite high pressured. And I, obviously I was there to learn, but I was also there to deliver as well. Yeah. Which is, so, how did you find that? Stressful. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like I was in a bit in over my head with, with what I was being given to do, but also kind of get that like excitement from learning learning how to be successful yeah. in that environment um and it was it was two different sports so it's hockey and rowing yeah um so I've like so many such a variety of sports that I've worked in um and different skills you have to use within that environment um but what I've I found linked to all of them really is actually how are you working with the athletes, the cohort yeah. that you have in front of you? Yeah. How do you get that that buy-in so that they engage in the process? Yeah. So that so, was the yeah. that was the main thing. Um and I felt like I out of most things I did quite a good job of that. Yeah, brilliant. I was gonna say, because like I can just imagine myself getting all flustered and being like, oh my God, this is completely different to say like rugby and what am I gonna do with these people and are they gonna like trust me and are they gonna like listen to me and like you know it's almost like, yeah it's almost like you're entering their world of their yeah. sport like that's not my sport yeah. I understood football yeah sort of a lot clearer than that those other sports and they're competing at the highest level so it was quite like daunting as well yeah I suppose it's like as well for you although it is it's like that daunting you're like but also you like you say you probably think like wow this is a great opportunity for me to learn and learn from just being in the situation having to get on with it but also from other people around you who do have the experience that you can learn from I think that's you know if we always try and go it alone and stuff we're never going to maybe reach our full potential when we've got coaches that yeah. may be doing it for many years ahead of us like there's always someone that kind of one step ahead that we can learn from um but yeah I've always obviously I follow your your journey of all of this and I always just think wow like, who's she coaching now like that looks amazing like watching the rowers and like when you you know you do the little kind of stories of their sessions I'm like whoa look at that <laughs> in the all in sync it looks amazing um so yeah. it must be like I always you know obviously I don't work with like in sport as such like co as a coach so like seeing that side it looks to me like really great like really interesting to to be a coach within sport yeah yeah definitely and just sort of understanding different athletes and and how they yeah. are I think rowers probably the 
most resilient athletes I've I've met to date yeah. um and it's a, just a different type of coaching that you need to provide for them obviously different physical needs for the sports mm-hmm. and um but also like uh holistically like and mentally just being able to support them in that way as well absolutely yeah have you got a favorite of uh all the sports that you like to I, I mean I think obviously I'm in football now and yeah. that just feels natural to me so being in that sport I just I sort of love that kind of work yeah. so that's where I wanted to end up and I think yeah. that's I'm very comfortable where I am now so which, I think which, which club is that uh Charlotte yeah so currently at Chelsea uh <laughs> yes yeah um <laughs> uh, it was quite heartbreaking to I, I had a a year and a bit working with the Arsenal Women's Academy. You did. It's nice to wear that kit, but um, fortunately for me, that this opportunity come up closer to home. So yeah, and I'm I'm learning a lot more from this experience now. Yeah. So fantastic! Like yeah. like you said, when like we just skip back a few steps there when we started, and you said about being at Pure Gym and going into being a coach, starting your business, and then not knowing where it was going to take you if you have you ever just stopped to like think like wow like that's where I started and now look where I am that's a, like if if I would have thought about it I wouldn't have thought at the when I was at pure gym I didn't think I would have had the confidence to go for roles like that or I would want to get there but I didn't really know how to get there yeah um, and then sort of each you know, I, I thought to myself, I've had those jobs in different sports. I'm never going to get into football because I haven't had S&C coach experience in football. And then sort of ha- now looking back, I've been with sort of the two top clubs within yeah. S&C. It's quite, yeah, you kind of just got to go for it and then figure it out once you're there. That's it. Exactly that. And I think, you know, I think even like people like coaches that come across as like the most confident coaches they would have definitely felt like that at some point and like you almost have to put yourself in that situation to you know make it happen and have the success as it were I think I'm definitely someone that could probably shy away from things like that because I'd think oh my god what if I'm not good enough or what if I can't put you know the good a really good session together and what if I'm rubbish and you know you have these thoughts internally I don't know if you ever had those thoughts but a lot of us do internally (laughs) think like the worst or we put ourselves down and we then miss out on these opportunities whereas obviously it sounds like you've just kind of grabbed it by the horns as it were and just gone with it and all all these opportunities sorry that have come your way just gone for it and now you're like you say kind of exactly where you want to be yeah I, I I wouldn't say like I'm I'm still continually trying to sort of progress further in that yeah. and it's more focused to my own business now as as well as being at Chelsea so I feel like I can provide that service for athletes now I've had those experiences um but yeah it's it's there is imposter syndrome and there is sort of like where you're feeling like you're not good enough in certain situations but it's almost getting comfortable with failing yeah and and then really sort of structuring how you're approaching things and and going for it again that's Um, it that's a a great message because I think um too many people are worried about failing and whatever they do even if it's just like I don't know a standard coaching program what if I fail what if I don't achieve what I need to achieve um but there's that whole saying of like fail forward fast like 
yeah just, there's always lessons and you're always like or people say all the time if listen to podcasts like CEOs and stuff they're like oh well I was wasn't just successful I had to there's lots of failings that I've had for me to be able to get to where I am today and I think yeah it's that again like a bit of resilience and a just trust and believe in yourself to do what you want to and just try it give it a go I think as a coach it's just really important to be able to like network with people sort of a lot of things um, these days as well for jobs as well come through word of mouth and it's like learning from other practitioners and putting yourself out there um, and just, you know, like just immersing yourself in those environments is probably the most important thing you can do. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Okay, so this is all the good stuff. Has there been any setbacks or uh, challenges or anything like that along the way? you know, in terms of maybe your own, maybe as a player or in, you know, coaching, anything that springs to mind, it might've been a bit of a turning point for you. Yeah. I th- I think mainly it was, I think the first time I really experienced that, oh, I'm not sure if I'm sort of, you know, good enough for this. It would probably have been when I was working with the Olympic teams and, and doing the other job as well. Um, there was so much to take in at once but you also had to be you had to deliver at a quite high pressured time so there was there was a few times where I was sort of thinking oh I don't actually know if I can you know I was having meetings with a mentor and I was like I don't know if I can actually do this am I am I good enough in this environment am I performing on a day-to-day basis can I remember things really quickly and be like be a quick learner and be decisive but when they're when those decisions actually have a lot of uh consequences after as well so when you're you're constantly when you're in the gym and you're working with team athletes you're constantly making informed decisions based on what you see and and um and what obviously the performance says as well and that's obviously that's something else I would like to get into is is sort of like understanding your role and understanding the athlete as well um as well as the demands of the sport that you're trying to help them get better yeah. at yeah brilliant cool. so yeah there was a there's uh, there's a few times where I was kind of my own roadblock yeah still I'm in situations <laughs> today as well um yeah. <clears throat> yeah so how how did you overcome it was it more just voicing it or you know to say other coaches or for support or have you kind of got ways now that if you have this kind of thought process happen that you can kind of get yourself out and yeah there's like people like mentors Mm. or whatever that I can actually speak to to break it down it's more about identifying what it is that you're struggling with and then taking action and sort of small steps to to make it have more clarity and and sort of rather than sitting worrying about it yeah definitely I think when you have clarity over anything it makes things seem more achievable or doable or like you say less stressful um less anxious all of those sort of worries that you have I mean you'll kind of resonate with me on this gem sort of when we were starting out at pure gym and we had our sessions and we're kind of like we've got this planned and you know if something happens maybe we would be a bit sort of like, oh, we've got to adapt the session or to, to the athlete. Whereas now it's kind of like you turn up and you're, you naturally do your job. Yeah. 
based on what you see there and then yeah um and that's just a skill you've I guess you get through experience I mean I think it is definitely a job which you just learn once you start working you're going to be learning more about coaching than just getting a qualification aren't you so yeah yeah Yeah. 100% 100% um I wanted to touch on confidence is that something that I obviously am quite big on um with my coaching and what a lot of the ladies that listen in are interested in kind of building their not necessarily body confidence but just confidence within themselves do you would you say you're a confident person have you had um kind of uh what's the word battles with that kind of I guess it kind of links what we said earlier imposter syndrome and self-belief and all these kinds of things and you know what's your kind of experience with that and um I I mean I would say I'm I'm quite a confident person sort of you know being able to speak to I feel like I can sort of speak to anyone in any situation I would say maybe like times I've had lack of confidence is probably in my ability to do a certain task um, or, you know, is it good enough compared to other people in, in my field? And I think, I think that's natural. Um, but also there's, there's not one of those environments that I've actually been in that I've been confident walking into. Yeah. I think the confidence has grew over time. Yeah. Um, yeah and I would say sort of <clears throat> my strength is my coaching so I guess that's sort of the one-to-one and 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 how I coach and communicate with athletes and people so I would say that's my strength but also I wouldn't say it's almost like a just get on with it and hope for the best you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but make sure you're actually giving you know good information good training and and it's backed up by obviously yeah. science and yeah other experiences yeah not just winging it <laughs> yeah. I mean everyone's kind of winging it really if they admit it but yeah I suppose yeah. so um but yeah I think like you just it you just triggered something in my brain there about like starting in my, it took me back to starting in the gym for example for me I was re- I was so scared <laughs> um and I talk about how it actually built my confidence in the end because you I don't know you kind of go in there and it can be a bit um intimidating I guess for a lot of women in particular I suppose I don't know about you but I do speak to women who are starting the gym or whatever and they or they avoid it because they think everyone's gonna be looking at me um, I don't know what I'm doing so I don't go or whatever right and I was like yeah I totally get it like I used to be exactly the same but when you when you start like looking after yourself when you start training properly when you have something to follow when you see results and you start to feel differently I think that's what helped build my confidence and also just having that space to I guess switch off from any worries and stuff as well because you're just you're exercising and it feels good and I think like it's it's just an important message to get across is that um uh self-confidence I've lost my train of thought damn it (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I I totally agree it's it's that it's almost like just getting in there doing it and just you know I think the the success is doing it yeah and kind of because like because I don't think when I first sort of started going to the gym and I was very confident in the the weights room maybe mm-hmm. it was my sort of my lack of knowledge in in that area but obviously when I've started coaching and and 
yeah and obviously working on myself and my fitness related to whatever sport I was doing um that's where I've sort of grew in that area but you do see it you do yeah. see and it's all it's all like that's part of what my coaching is about is like building athletes sort of confidence and resilience in the gym to get that you know like we are only one percent of their like we're only a bit of their their journey their puzzle to their success but like if they can get that sort of you know that bit right their sleep recovery hydration training like they will become a better athlete yeah um, it's it's just almost like ingraining those little habits and principles and that's that can really relate to like everyday life or anyone training yeah. in the gym so yeah yeah absolutely agree and I think I know I lost my train of thought but I think essentially where I was going with that is like like you said you've just kind of got to put yourself in the situation and trust yourself to be able to do what you need to do and until you start seeing those like you say small progressions and small habits they all fall into place and you start to feel better and then it just grows it just naturally happens um, yeah but yeah so when I talk about confidence it's not about like oh I'm so confident and I'm going to strut around the gym that's not what I'm talking about I just mean you know that confidence within yourself to be able to do what you want to do with like less worry and you know trust yourself that it's all going to be okay because it probably yeah, will and it's like being obviously you've as you're sort of developing the fitness business like you have your own role models but without realizing it you probably you're a role model to quite a few people as well mm. um, so it's it's almost like can you you you're obviously asking for help from other practitioners but you're you can you can you give your little bit as well to people yeah. so can come in and, and yeah I think that's really important yeah absolutely you're right actually I probably don't really I don't know I, I probably see myself as a bit of a leader in terms of coaching my clients like I lead them I you know lead by example etc um but the word role model I've probably never really thought of um weirdly today in the gym I got called a celebrity um <laughs> <laughs> I was in the gym training and this lady went hi Ashwin um oh it's like meeting a celebrity and I said I'm sorry what she was like oh I follow you on Instagram and I was like oh my god what this is weird I was like I'm definitely yeah. a celebrity um that's but, when you know your online presence is but doing we got we right. <laughs> made me laugh but she was saying about you know um say like let's use pull-ups as an example she's like when I see you doing your pull-ups it's just amazing I was like okay well in that way it is like you're inspiring other people it, that's great for me to hear because it was taking me years by the way everyone to be able to do that many pull-ups can I just say I don't just do that off uh... <laughs> I mean I think exactly the same when I watch them Gem. Um, it's consistent training over years and years and years um but you don't sometimes think about that like like when I watch your stuff I think oh my god that's so amazing like she's so good <laughs> like you would never know that right so yeah people don't always you just don't always realize it but probably everyone is a role model to someone else or in their life right it's like parents and their children like it's powerful but we don't yeah. always maybe realize it um we're often hard on ourselves I guess <laughs> I agree um, I agree even people just that aren't coaches that are training you, you're kind of like oh it's is I think it's not just obviously where I've coached athletes but norm just day-to-day -day people that want to do better uh mm. fitness and health and it's like learning like that they can you know they don't have to do it all at once it's just yeah. like just get into those habits and you know yeah do the right things and with a good coach to follow mm, exactly 
I think yeah. in, a lot with uh, especially with women in getting into fitness or if it's weight loss or whatever they're doing they always want the quick result and that's often the problem <laughs> yes. um it's like if we say oh you need to focus on these habits and it sound doesn't sound very exciting but once they've got that ingrained into their lifestyle then they won't need to be worrying about all these things longer term um exactly as long as we can keep educating around that and moving people away from horrible dieting things then happy days (laughs) um okay cool kind of went off on a tangent a little bit um i wanted to bring it back to football and kind of getting your advice on as we as you said earlier like now obviously the opportunity for girls playing football is huge um it's even like inspired me like since the Euros, like since the Euro win, I've been so much more into women's football now than ever before. And it's really kind of reignited my passion for football. I think I probably even lost passion for it just generally, to be honest, because <laughs> um, it's so dramatic these days. Uh, but the girls now, like I, I would say when I started, I played, played with the boys until like age nine or whatever. And then it's like, right, you're not allowed to play with the boys anymore. But there was like maybe one or two teams around that I could play for. Yeah right and I was like I was a bit I was a massive tomboy so I was like I don't want to play with the girls (laughs) so I probably missed my own opportunity there but there might have been other opportunities for me I just didn't look or my parents didn't look because you know I was only young um but now there's so many if there is like what advice would you give to young girls that want to kind of like just get involved in football now well I I mean as, as long as you enjoy it it's just yeah get get involved in 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 a team or um uh, or that kind of environment and then just uh, just go for it really if I'm honest I think like training wise um they get the demands of the game have went up so much so um there is a lot of risk of like injury and and, and I think with the we're talking about training the girls side of football they haven't really had that free um prep that the boys have had academy wise so like being able to move better being strong enough for the sport that it hasn't been there long enough um and now it's coming in so you you're getting like obviously you've got the young girls starting that now because academies are taking it seriously and and they're being more prepared to actually cope on the pitch but if you've got the slightly older girls where this has just started being important now that's where we're getting quite a few ACL injuries and and the it's basically the systems that are set up for the women's game um are they actually like meeting the demands in training that they need on the pitch it's it's with grassroots football it's slightly different it's not really there yet yeah. obviously when you're in academies it, it is but it's still not up to the level of the I've seen a dramatic difference um compared to the men's academy yeah and what they receive and support and more more into sort of like how important it is okay it's interesting um, yeah the competition is obviously higher in the boys academy but it's getting it is raising in the women's game so yeah that's interesting actually to hear especially like you say with the um the ACL injuries that keep popping up all the time for you to say there like obviously like you know maybe when they were at a younger age they weren't receiving like like you say the training they needed and so where they are now the game yeah the game wasn't as uh physically demanding back then yeah 
now it now it's sort of like you're having to reach higher speeds it's more intense it's more physical girls like if you want to be a, a female athlete uh footballer you have to be you have to be strong you have to be robust on the pitch you have to be able to run fast you have to be able to run for a whole game you know you have to have those qualities whereas before it the competition wasn't necessarily yeah there for that um but this is it actually leads into what I was going to mention of like I'm thinking how can I actually help these younger athletes Mm -hmm. um train the way they need to around their football season regardless if they're in an academy or if they're in grassroots or whatever and that is what my sort of online academy is good it's I'm obviously going to launch it but it's going to do look to help those athletes and have those nuggets of information that they need to kind of learn to be in that environment yeah brilliant yeah I will be I'll be putting that out pretty soon but that's that's exciting yeah yeah yeah, no, I've definitely, that's very exciting, by the way. Um, I'm very pleased to hear that. And uh, I've definitely also noticed the robustness of the the women in football recently, thinking, oh, yeah, shouldn't I take no prisoners there? So, yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, it's come on a long way and, like, there's always more and room for more development. And like you say, it's, I guess it is at a different level to the men's game still. Um and I mean, we could go off on a big tangent here about lots of things, but we won't <laughs> about, yeah. you know, the negative press of the women's game, for example, things that I've been reading up recently and the, the comments and oh, it's just horrendous, isn't it? But let's hope that. Well, already it's on its I own timeline. Say, it's yeah. on its own timeline. It's, I, I think you've got to kind of see it as a different game to the men's game. It yeah. is, it's got different attributes. Yeah. That, True. You know, and um but it is growing and it's going in the right direction. So that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, like, what was it a couple of weeks ago? Like the Emirates was sold out for like a WSL yeah. game. Like that's huge. So would never have know. thought that would happen. No, absolutely not. So, and that's only been really, how many years has it been since the Euros? What year, what year was that? I can't even remember now. What year are we in now? <laughs> was it 22? I'm just about, no, yeah. I 22. think so. Yeah. So in a couple of years, uh, trip ourselves up here Gem. what's that we're gonna trip ourselves up here not knowing the (laughs) main dates i know terrible just about know it's thursday so (laughs) it's because you know you're busy person um okay cool um cool okay well it's been great having you on i've really enjoyed it and thank you for having me um it's been good to chat obviously there's like there's lots of different things i can go into so if anyone has any questions from this i'd be happy to yeah, where can, where can people reach you um probably mainly my instagram benson fitness i guess i don't know if you could share it i or... can put it in the notes yeah 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 be place. if anyone is listening and you know has definitely more of an interest in being an athlete or sports or any of that stuff charlotte is your coach okay awesome cool thank you oh, very much Jim. pleasure have to get you on again we can what can we talk about next loads of stuff we've got loads of subjects <laughs> so many go into more depth of like the actual training and yeah and that would be really good yeah i'd love to know more about that no. <laughs> and also just want to apologize if anyone heard my dog barking in the background um because we had a delivery i think and he went mad so apologies for that i'm not gonna be able to edit it out <laughs> i missed that so this is what happens it. when you're just you know at home so <laughs> yeah 
all good <laughs> okay cool so thanks everyone for tuning in um i hope you've enjoyed it and you know charlotte is an awesome human awesome friend and awesome coach so thank you so much for joining me um until next time stay fearless